So it was about just about a year ago, a little over a year ago. I think it was pre-pandemic, just before the pandemic. So a little over a year ago, I guess. Because hmm. we, when we talked, it, was, it wasn't the pandemic yet, right? It wasn't. We had never heard of such a thing. We were carefree right. in those days. Right. And, um, and I thought, well, let's find out, you know, uh, how, you know, how this year has been, how you've coped, but how have you held up during the, have you gotten in, what's, what's your vaccination status? Have you gotten your shot yet or what it's like, what's it like there? I have not. Our, like people are all up in arms about how slow the vaccinations are happening and it's a bit disorganized and whatever. But the truth is we're in a position where it doesn't really matter <laughs> that much, you know? So politically, it's a terrible football that they're kicking around. But practically speaking, we haven't we have had one death since October. And that's crazy. The last community transmissions we had was a few weeks ago and it was eight people with COVID in the community. Right. So the most of the the COVID we're getting now is people in hotel quarantine who've come in from overseas, and that's okay, right? right? We expect that. They're in quarantine already. So the thing that makes everyone panic and shut down is community transmission that they're not sure what it is. But honestly, the numbers are so low that when it happens, we get all the details of these individuals. Right, right. <laughs> and the thing that always amazes me is they're never like, if it was me, it would be like, Oh yeah, I went to Pilates and then I went to the grocery store and then I was at home. And these people are all like, "Oh, I went to the pub and then I went to this club and then I went to a restaurant and then I went to a grocery store. Then I visited these people. You know, I went to the beach and talked to all these strangers. And then I went to this other place. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Well, well, that that explains why it happened, right? You know, you know, they're like, well, by the third orgy, I. That's right. Which, if you're going to get it, that's probably the best way, really. Well, you may as well, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's, been, still I having... mean, it's been pretty good. I think um, I bought a mask in the middle of last year, just in case, you know, mm-hmm. and I had to wear it for the first time because of those eight people who were, um, two of them travelled through my region and, like, they're super serious here. They just went, you got to wear a mask now. Like, okay, <laughs> doing that now. For those two people who travelled through my region. <laughs> okay, right. That's good. That's really, that's really amazing because here, like, you know, I'm not saying everyone wears a mask, but a lot of people wear a mask here just for, for doing anything, right? Of course, we're in New York City, so we're a little yes. slightly different. But um, yeah. And to be clear, I am in a regional area, so... Melbourne has had quite a few, like, serious, serious lockdowns and Sydney has had fewer but also quite a few. So I'm in a regional area and to all intents and purposes I've not had any real impacts except for border closures and my family's on the other side of the border. So that's the only thing that's really had a direct impact. I mean, that's a a sweet deal. If you don't want to see your family. That is exactly right. Sorry. You're like... (laughs) Like, like oh these damn restrictions ah oh, damn damn oh raspberries <laughs> maybe in six months right right so sorry. you know I'd love to but oh well right but I'm sure you know you, you from what I recall you you get along well with your family so you're like 
you know. I, I do. And my dad's on his own. So, and he's an elderly old, you know, fucker, elderly old bastard. And when I say that, I say <laughs> that with affection. But, you know, he's one of that generation of cranky old bastards. So right. I, Which he must be having a, a huge fun, fun with this because this there's a lot to be cranky about. <laughs> oh, he'll find things to be cranky about either way. But I think with him being quite isolated, I was quite worried about him because he's, right. you know, I don't. It's not that I visit all the time, but not being able to and him not being able to socialise, I was quite worried about him stuck at home and getting lonely and, you know, just wasting away there on his own. And and it sounds to me, because we, we talked briefly before uh, we jumped on here, when when COVID started and, and uh, I was work from home and, um, I, you know, no more long commute. I had used to have a long commute. Mm. And... Um, and uh, and I'm, I remember thinking, like, I am going to get so much shit done. Holy crap. I'm just going to get <laughs> – I'm like, I'm going to be – this is going to be so productive. I'm going to get mm-hmm. – and, um, and while I, I do – I have to say, I, there are things I have taken up since. I've been working mm-hmm. out a lot more often and – Good for and you. And I cured cancer. But <laughs> other than – but other than, other than no, I mean, but but I'm not nearly as productive. Like all these all these little things on my checklist that have been there for ages are still mm-hmm. there. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, think, and it I sounds like you're in the same. Thing. Yeah, I think there's a there's a mental toll and an emotional toll that it takes on you, even if you're not directly dealing with the impacts. And that's a weird thing. And I think we're going to see a lot of that for quite a while to come. To be honest, right? That people are going to deal with like a trauma effect of all of the everything just the worry and the stress and for people who obviously have actual real impacts like they lost their jobs and they're worried right. about money and people who've had health issues and all that sort of stuff that's a whole ball of wax but even I think people who have not been directly impacted are going to I think they feel exhausted just by having to think about it all the time and I think that's right. a yeah, I think we're going to feel that for a while, actually. But uh, you, but you've been blogging less. You said, you, you, so you, is it just because you're just in a funk because of the, you know, massive global pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, you're in a funk. I think um, I I cannot directly say it's because of that, but I'm going to say it's because of that. I just am struggling to find things I can get excited about it's like every day feels like you're kind of slogging through whatever and I have had no issues so I feel like then feel guilty right like an indulgent little crybaby (laughs) silly but yeah I I think just the weight of all of it globally is a lot and I think there's also just so much badness going on that the pandemic sits on top of all that like a big ugly cherry Right. Yeah. The, um, so, so you, you've been inspired. I mean, do you, cause you are, correct me if I'm wrong. You're one of the moderators from one of the big female dominant groups on FetLife. Is that right? I am. And have you been keeping up with that? Oh yes, of course. That's my job, my unpaid job. Right. <laughs> That's my community service. <laughs> well, cause I, I, I do want to ask you about that a little, cause I'm, I've got a ton of questions about that, but, um, sure. But you go ahead. Since, you ask away. So, 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 so you, 
you just you just haven't felt but you still you have expanded a little bit you got a patreon now i do go me so I what was, was I was sitting on that thing since 2017. I set up the Patreon account. You're just going to run at something. it. Yeah, I'm going to do something excellent with that. And then it sat there for four years. <laughs> and it's mostly, so what, what, what inspired you to finally do it after so long? You're, you're like, okay, I'm going to have some exclusive content for people. It's audio. Is it all, mm-hmm. all audio or is it? It is, um... it is all audio and I did it mid-pandemic because I just thought I got to, you know, I feel like I have to. You know, you were said you were, thought, oh, I'll be so productive. And I thought, oh, me too, I'll be so productive because there's nothing stopping me <laughs> from being productive. But it's just, it was so hard. And um, because I've had the Patreon idea for ages and also because I think, I don't know, I just wanted to create something Uplifting is the wrong word. It sounds like I'm being altruistic, which I wasn't, um, but something positive. And so I decided to create um, my Patreon where I do weekly femdom audio erotica, which is from my erotica book. So they're short, sharp, little hot femdom pieces. And at the end I will have an audio book which anybody who um, is in my Patreon gets a copy of. So, so this will be the audio, the audio book will be the collection of the stories. Yes. That's what you're saying. Right. And it will be so long because there are so many stories. <laughs> it so is t- like t- incredibly t- long, that book. It's 400 pages or whatever it is of these, you know, little hot femdom erotica stories and I'm I've been doing it for oh, I don't know nearly, nearly a year eight months nine months something like that and I'm not even halfway through so and these are all stories you've written yes and and uh, sorry I, I meant that as a statement not as a question I'm sorry uh I these are all stories yes. that you've written okay yes. and uh, <laughs> are you are you amazed because I've 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 read some of your your fiction before, and um, it's very much in. Typically, it's in the very much in the tone that you you speak, or if someone listens to your podcast or any of your other interviews, it's very much in your tone. At least the ones that I've read, right? Like, do you do you like think sometimes you sit down and you write, and you're like, all right, I'm going to write this from the perspective of someone who's not like me, or all these are are these all like your hashtag kink goals is my question. They are mostly kink memories, actually. Okay. So there's a few um, fiction ones, but they're mostly non-fiction. So I'm picking out moments of play or moments of hotness or moments of intimacy, and that's what I write about. So that's what my audio porn is. And there are a few fiction pieces in there, like I'm, I always bring this one up because nobody's going to think it's real, obviously, but I have one really, I don't know, I should say trigger warning here about some terrible violence. So if you're listening, you might want to just be, you know, mute it for a second. Um, obvious fiction one where I fuck somebody with a sword 
and I never actually did that. Um, so there is some fiction in there, but mostly it's memory. Now, you know how the mind plays... The mind can sometimes change things that happened, right? In, in your memory. My mind didn't change that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, when you're when you're thinking of these memories, do you ever think, now did this happen first, or did this happen, or is it like, like this is something that's different between Saad and I is that, like I burn these things into my brain whenever we have something, you know, I. I cannot, I will not forget it, right? I will forget mm -hmm. a whole bunch of other stuff, but I will not forget that. So like she can yeah. say, oh, and then this happened. I'm like, actually, it happened like this. A, B, C, D, three, you know, <laughs> I can give all the details. And Holy shit, you must be annoying. Well, yes, but not for that reason. <laughs> um, uh, because I will, I will like erase elementary school before I forget these things, right? Uh, from my yeah. brain. I understand. I understand. Um, I have an I have an absolutely terrible memory, but a lot of this this um, content that went into my book, Dom Chronicles, was written soon after it happened. So I wasn't reaching back. So the collection of stories was not all written at the time it was published. It was all written over a period, and then I collected right. them. So I think though that everybody has very different impressions of things that happen, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have spoken to um, ex-submissives about certain things that were very impactful for me and, I mean, at least some of them are just like, oh, I don't, like, I remember that general Play that we had or whatever, but I do not remember that because it wasn't that wasn't the piece that struck them in right. their chest like a knife, you know. <laughs> right. But, but there are some, yeah. So I think everybody takes away from, and as you say, like you remember, we did A and then we did B and then we did C. But there's got to be some things that were like, oh, punch you in the chest, right? Oh yeah, sure. And maybe but Saab I, goes, oh, no, I don't really remember doing that. Well, well, sometimes it's because uh, I think um, pe some people maybe when, they, when they're playing, they sort of get not lost in the moment, but they, uh, um, they're kind of going with the flow and it just sort of like they, it's not, they don't maybe remember it because it wasn't a conscious decision they made or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think when like for when I write about about things that had impact, and I mostly write like I really just take moments and I hold them up to the light. And the reason I do that with those moments, as as opposed to going, we did this and then we did that and then we did this other thing and then this happened, I take that moment, and to me that is the moment. That is the moment of intensity or of hotness or of revelation or whatever and the exposition of it or the narrative isn't that interesting to me I think because when you write you're describing usually some sort of ephemeral thing or um when you 
I find when you when you write, you you seem to be you, you're not you're not talking about like you said this happened, this happened, this happened. You're you're, you're saying like it's like the glisten of some toy or something like that is what you're you know what I'm saying. I. Like, when I when I think about it, so this thing where where this thing happened that I wrote about and my submissive at the time, when I spoke to him about, it, he said he was like, I don't really remember that. There was a pivotal moment with him, where and I was newish, new, not newish, I was new, and we were in a relationship and we'd been in a relationship for a little while, but I think I had that new dom thing where I was very hesitant to push through anything, any resistance at all, and I would go, what's going on? What happened? And there was this, um, we played with piercing and he was experienced, much more experienced with than me at it, and, in fact, he taught me how to do it safely. And we were playing with piercing one time and I pierced one of his nipples, and he was all endorphined up and blissed out and it was amazing. And then I got another needle out to do his second nipple and he just said to me, because we were, this is the dynamic we had because I was new, where he said, no, I can't. And I said, no, we're doing this. He doesn't remember this at all. Right. And he had a safe word, but he was going, I can't, I can't do it, I've got nothing, I can't do it. And I said, no, nope, we're doing it. And so I did it and it was absolutely a pivotal moment for me that I did what I wanted because I wanted to and I pushed past that resistance he had and I trusted him to use his safe word if he needed to, which he did not. Right. And that was huge for me. That was a huge, huge, like, I guess, progression in how I played and how I could trust and how I could do what I wanted in those ways. And when I spoke to him about it years and years later, he's like, oh, I don't really remember that. <laughs> <laughs> because for him it was not that pivotal thing, right? Right. Or, and this is true for, and I'm, I'm not doing it totally derail, but I know there's a lot of people, tops and, you know, doms and subs who are so endorphined up that it's, that it's like they're in a drunken haze or whatever. Right. Oh yeah. So they, there is that they would remember it anyway. Right. <laughs> there is that. Yes. But I would have, th I actually assumed that for him, it would be big too, because he said no to me and I did not listen to him. And I would have thought that would be quite a thing for him in our relationship, but apparently it wasn't. He was fine with it. He was all like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but you asked him years later. I wonder what, what, like, if you'd ask him the next day if his reaction would be different, right? Yes, you could be right. But, I mean, the pivotal things you kind of remember, right? Well, probably tra traumatic. He's blocked it out of his brain. I mean, he's like, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> But have you ever have you ever shown someone a story and they're like that didn't happen at all? You know, you're like, oh, uh, it's some really hot story, and he's like, wait a minute, that didn't happen. You you got drunk and passed out, you know, <laughs> or no, has, no, no. I think I think at most there's been this thing where something that 
resonated with me did not resonate with them. And I think that's pretty normal, right? When we have memories of things, we pick out the parts of it, and often incorrectly because memories are flawed, but we pick out the parts of it that meant something to us or that stuck with us. And for them it might be something. And it's, I've had the same experience where people said to me, oh, and this happened, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I guess I did that then. So good. I'm glad that worked out. There have been times when, well, I, I remember very vividly, this is a few years ago, where we had a first play session with someone. It was someone else who joined us in. And um, I'm, you know, afterwards I, I walked the woman to the subway and then I come back home and the whole time I'm thinking that went amazing. Holy mm -hmm. shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because I was watching Saad and Saad was like smiling. She was really, you know, seemed to be enjoying herself or whatever. And I'm like, Holy fuck. I'm like, that was so, uh, and I, I'm like, and I talked to Saad. She's like, yeah, it's all right. It's okay. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? It was fine. It was fine. It wasn't, you know, amazing or anything. It was ah. pretty good. You know, it was, and I was like, whoa, you know. Um, See, that's interesting also because you know her so well. One would think. Oh, yeah. That that's you it. That's see it. that she wasn't, like, that oh, she was well, just going, yeah, this well, is fine. Well, the reason is, is that um, it's possible to enjoy playing. And I suppose this is true as well, that it's possible to enjoy playing as a top or a bottom, you know, as a sub, that you, you enjoy playing for the sake of that thing, but you might not be feeling the full connection of what it could be. That you oh, yeah. really, really, you know what I mean? Yes, I do so know what you it, mean. So you're like, oh, yeah, I'm enjoying this for for what it is, you know, but it's but not. I'm not going to look back and go, that was the best thing. Right. Whereas I, like, you know, um, you know, we've been talking uh, about this as, you know, Saad is very much, you know, she needs to be, have a connection with someone. She needs to know them really well. Needs to be friends with them. Needs to mm. um, um, really, you know, have a real, real connection. And, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm, I don't, I do not. And so, you know, I, I this person seems like they're attractive to me. That's it. Right. And mm -hmm. in fact, mm -hmm. Saad had, had a joke. So I had seen this one person, uh, and I hadn't met her yet. So I had, had uh, coffee or whatever because of work schedules, I couldn't make it. So it was um, coffee, dinner, long walks, and just chatting, get to know. And I was asking, so how's it going with her? You know, and uh, Saad so says, "Oh, she's you know, she's really nice. I like her, but I don't know if I I don't know if I like like her or not. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know if I like her in that way." And I said, "Well, I'd like to meet her soon because I'd like to find out if I like her in that way." And Saad was like, "She's an she's an attractive woman. You do like her in that way. And, you know, <laughs> you're a very simple, simple person." Oh, she sees you. <laughs> I feel seen. Yes. <laughs> we were talking about your Patreon. So your Patreon is these these podcast episodes or these uh, these uh, audiobooks, mini audiobooks. That you read a chapter a week. Audio stories. And what happens? So, what are you going to do after? Uh, after that, I mean, obviously, the, the, you know, you probably have a, what, a few more months left of content, or maybe I've longer. Got another, probably another year. 
There's okay. so I mean, that book is huge. The other the other thing that the higher tier people get is um, my unedited podcast. So there's always an extra twenty minutes of me being being ridiculous, <laughs> and they get that also because. Well, it's- People might think that my podcast comes out fully formed, but it doesn't. I'm just ridiculous when I'm doing that. Not this one. No editing. Zero. Yes. Yes, obviously. Right. Because we're no, both artic- articulate and thoughtful people who say right. very worthwhile things all the time. <laughs> Clearly. So so you you uh, have you thought of what you're going to do when you, you know, a year from now when you run out of content? You're just going to stop it or you're going to start maybe you're going to inspire to do more? I have not. I think I will probably see where it is then and um, ask people who are who have joined or who are members at that point and see what they want to hear. I had I had ideas of which I have not done of um, gender switching some well known books and then doing those as audio. Like, For example, like, the story of O. Oh, sure. Like gender switch it and then and I've kind of already half written that. Half written. I haven't written it. Half so, switched it and then right. I got stuck on should I make him feminized so I don't have to change all the costumes? Because <laughs> 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 that would be easier. But it's not really my kink, so I'm not sure that I'm fully into it. That's very interesting. And, and like, uh, this would probably be—I was going to ask if this is like a fair use copyright thing. But you're in Australia; there are no laws there. There's no laws. We're the Wild West. Actually, I did right. look it up, and the copyright runs out in a in a few years. I think it might be three years or five years, something right. like that, like pretty soon. And I. I'm not 100% clear on whether not publicly doing an audio version of it breaches copyright. Well, but also, but also the fact that you're one could argue you're doing uh, transformation, uh, creation, right, or whatever the artist thing where mm-hmm. you're, you know, right. yeah, where you're transforming it. Yeah, it's the Campbell so, soup. Can, you know, like he could do the Campbell soup can uh, as artwork, and Campbell's couldn't sue him, right? Right. So it's just like that. I can just, you know, claim that. I, so I'm not I sure. Stress I'm I also, not a lawyer. I, <laughs> yes. I don't play one on TV. Um, I also think because it's private and not in public, it's a slightly different thing. I don't know. But what could uh, offset that is the fact that you're technically selling it. So yes, I, I don't true. know. I have no idea. I, I don't I'm know. I'm not sure either. I did. I did know enough to look up when the copyright expired, but I'm not sure. I think they have the right to extend that copyright, and I'm not sure who they is, family or whatever. And I've no idea if there's any interest right. in doing that they, or if they're going to do that. But I do know that the copyright runs out in a few years. So, well, I, I think you might be able to get away with it, but. Um, uh, but you're so, not a so, lawyer and can't be trusted. No. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking speaking of the podcast, though, so you have these extra, completely unedited podcasting. You do get quite a few quite a few questions coming in, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes you are, you know, you will answer questions. When you, uh, 
you'll read the questions and you'll be like, okay, I, I know for a fact that this is, you know, this, I don't want to say stupid question. It's a question that you're like, you're like, okay, I think this is self-evident, but I'm going to answer it anyway, because they were kind enough to ask. Do you get a lot of questions from people when you're like, there's no way I'm reading this. I'm not even going to read this. No. Really? No, no. My readers are awesome. I have to say, because you would think, right? The only ones I don't read are the ones who say, um, please let me write some porn for you and it will be great for your content. You know, that sort of, yeah. Right. Or, or please sell my dodgy toys on your site, those sort of promo right. ones. And occasionally if I get the same person who's asked the same question three times in a row in slightly different ways, then I'm not going to read all three of them. But I'll read the right. best one. But there's very few, like, awful things that people throw at me in my ask me. I think because it, it requires a bit of effort, right? Right. So well, because there's always going to be some someone who asks something creepy, right, some especially yeah. creepy, right? But, um, you know, but you apparently luck out. doesn't happen. No. I can't, I can't recall. I mean, I have a terrible memory, so maybe it has happened once or twice, but certainly there's not any time that I've gone through my ask me questions and gone, no, 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 no. You know, there might be one in every six or something that I just go, right. yeah, I don't, I, that sounds off. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so a Nigerian prince. Box. <laughs> anyway, about my cock. <laughs> no there's that because you do get a lot of thoughtful questions people who are having sincere you know issues yeah. uh, or 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 just some minor thing that they're like hey you know, i met this person and I, or i want to try this and um you know a lot of yours uh, a lot of your answers have to do with communication it sounds like though from what i yes remember. and i think i think I, we have this whole thing in, in the community, I'm using like quotes here, where people are so like quick to just yell, talk to them and communicate. And the issue is that if they knew how to do that, they would have done it already. Right. But you're not telling them anything they don't know and it's not helpful to shout at them that they have to communicate. One of the issues is that they don't know how to do that. And... The other issue is it's hard, like it's really hard. It's really hard. And right. it bugs me to no end that people just shout the catchword and don't help people with how to do that. And I think that's so important. And the other thing is people try to pretend that communication fixes anything. But in actual fact, if you communicate this thing, it might end your relationship. And that's scary shit, right? Yeah. Well, also, like like you said, like um, it's not just saying, "Oh, I'm gonna t I'm gonna tell my partner about this," or "I'm gonna ask my partner about this." You know, you still don't know how to ask, right? No. You still don't know because you can't just say, you know, "I rub want you to rub Jello on my face." You know, you can't just <laughs> say that and just expect. That was the first thing I could think of off the top was, of my head. That was a very interesting go-to there. Right. Um, I, I wanted, I wanted something that was not my kink. Uh, so I had to like, think of something that was so out there that, but then I'm sure there's someone out there who's like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. I got jello on my face. <laughs> yeah, jello on my face. 
also yum. <laughs> right. <laughs> just open your mouth and shove it in with some cream. You want some cream with right. it, though. <laughs> There's uh, so so you know you can't just say that and then walk out of the room and say like, well, I've communicated that, right? No, exactly. I want you to rub jello all over my face. Okay, well, I got that out of the way. You know, <laughs> she's going to do that now. It's going to be awesome. Right. But I also, I also think that there's a there's this idea that it will turn out, and it, that bugs me as well, because it is an actual fact that if you share something with your partner that comes out of left field and that you've never, you know, let seen the light of day, which is what a lot of these these folks are dealing with that your partner will be actively squicked I guess is the word by it and they may come round or they may not so I, I get very annoyed when people pretend that well if you explain it to them then they'll do it and you'll both be happy and that's not how it works right so the whole I guess religion we've, we've we've built up around communication is very misleading. So for a start, people don't know how to do it, and when they do it, it doesn't mean there's going to be a good outcome. And depending who has asked the question, there's a lot of, oh, if they were a good partner, they would. <laughs> and you're like, right. oh, no, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> if they're a good partner and you have some minor thing, then cool. But a lot of these things are not minor things. They're very fundamental things that impact how your partner sees you. And I think that's a very difficult thing to navigate. And I don't, I mean, I, I try and talk to people when they ask those questions on the podcast, but nobody has any good answers for that, right? Right. Um, yeah, because, again, you know, you, it might be a matter of, you know, uh, you know, speaking from personal experience, like if you told someone, oh, I want to do uh, C and you're like, oh, God, I don't know if I can d- do that. But then if you do A and B first, get used to them. And then C is not so bad. In fact, C is great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so it, it might just be a matter of, you know, saying, hey, I would like some jello tonight. <laughs> and the other Boy, thing is also that these you're, are slippery. <laughs> you're exactly right because I think a lot of people which is why it's useful to ask the question because a lot of people who, who struggle with this sort of thing go in at a 10 instead of a 1 and in that 10 like where they're full on and they're going to confess this thing of their fantasies that they've had for 20 years they use all sorts of language and images that the person who's hearing it for the first time is not going to be on board with. And I think there's there's a huge difference between easing into, you know, certain things that your partner might be interested in and is not going to be scared by compared to going, oh, I'm a slave and I want you to control me completely, like just meaningless jibber-jabber right. that the other person just goes, I, I don't know what you're saying to me, but I'm scared. Or, the, or they're coming at it from a completely different perspective of what those words mean, right? Oh, yeah. And they're going to Google that shit, right? And that's never good. <laughs> right. 
Well, it, it's sort of like, um, you, you know, if so, if someone has been interested in this stuff or anything, right, for a while, um, you do pick up your own internal jargon that eventually sounds normal to you, yes. right? Yes. Um, but but for the other person, it does not, right? It does not. And it's the other, like, oh, you are so right. You're so right. And you don't even realize that you're doing it. Yeah, because you're sort of, you're, you're in it so deep that you can't, right? Yes. Or, or it's difficult. It's sort of like, um, like if you, if, if I explain to my dad, like what Marxism is or something like that, right. Or, mm -hmm. or, or just, or, or even what being a real, uh, like a hardcore lefty means. If I try to explain it to them, he'd be like, you know, I, I don't know what the fuck that is. What? Falling rate of profit. What the fuck are you, what? <laughs> what? What, are you what are you saying to me, son? Right. I don't know what any of this, but if I say, Hey, how about a lot more democracy and we eat the rich people, then it'd be like, Oh yeah, fuck, let's do that. Yes. Let's do that. Yeah. You, you know, it's you funny because rich I, um, I mentioned on Twitter just this morning that I forget how ignorant, not all vanilla people, how ignorant vanilla people are about BDSM until Somehow I step out of a little bubble and I see the same take that we've seen for 20 years, right? right, where BDSM is abuse and it's an excuse for men to beat up women and these women are victims and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I absolutely forget that outside of my little bubble there are people who think this way and believe this and will vehemently present that as the truth and the fact that I forget means I'm not interacting you know in any of those areas right. where people you know share these opinions and I find it shocking like this morning I was just like what the fuck oh my god right. read a fucking book right yeah but 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 you don't you know most people going about their days and aren't aren't like diving into this stuff right so no, you almost no. have to, or, or 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 fill it fill that blank in for anything right yes it could yes. be anything it's but sort of I, like but, but i expect then that those people to be self-aware enough not to just pontificate about it that thing that they know nothing about that's oh, not right. in well, their field of experience pontificate they're not even interested in knowing the. you know what i mean they're yeah Especially on social media. I'm, I'm not really on social media by much, but social media now is sort of just like um, a way for someone to express their, this is not true for all people, but whenever you see someone pontificating like that, they're sing, they're doing it for themselves more than the cause that they're talking about usually, right? They're like, I want to signal that I'm a really good person because I know this or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. Or I'm really smart because I know this or something, you know. Um, but who you know, are the people who go... Like and they don't think this in their own heads, obviously. But I know nothing about this, and now I'm going to tell everyone what the truth is. <laughs> right, right. I mean, to, that's not at all an unusual take. Right. But what the fuck? <laughs> well, it could be. It could be two things. One, they think they know because I saw, you know, uh, uh, you know, a documentary at late at night on HBO or something like no, that. No, right? no, so no, no. They didn't see a documentary. Anywhere they saw someone on Twitter saying the same thing. That's what they saw. 
or it could be, it could another be, also could be the fact that they're really into it and have to hide the fact that they're really into it, right? Oh, there we go. Thunderdome, Mad Max time. That That is a whole bunch of motorbikes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, it could be. That used to be a very big thing, didn't it? That I want to say truth, where the people who were into it and ashamed were the most vocal against it. Yeah, I mean, no, that's true. Like the doth protest too too much type of thing, right? Yes. Um, like, why are you so interested in this that you have to say how terrible it is all the time, everywhere? <laughs> it makes you wonder if like there there are so many more people who are really into this or into just kinky shit in general, but have to keep appearances up. And so, if there's a hint of it, they have to, you know. There was a thing for quite a few years, you know, where basically any, any, any senator who was hardcore homophobic had oh, like, yeah. you know, had a, oh, yeah. a couple of guys on the side or something. Yeah, yeah. But do you think, do you think it's getting better? Do you think that with, I don't know what your exposure is to the young people, but I, I kind of get the impression both for and against this opinion that on the one hand young people are much more well-informed and they have access to all this information and so dabbling in BDSM stuff is no big deal. And I also see, which is still shocking to me, the very conservative young people who would never you know, never, 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 like, look at or dabble in or any of that stuff. I like to think that it's more the former, but I'm not sure. What do you see? Um, well, culturally speaking, it's definitely more acceptable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, there was a, um, a, a on TikTok, someone sent me this thing on TikTok, on the TikTok. The TikTok. Uh, that uh, it was with the kids. It, it was like a hashtag all about girls pegging boys, right? Okay, oh, okay. So it was it was basically, and it was like it was like viral for a day. Mm-hmm. Girls, it was mostly women, young women talking about uh, why they love pegging and why oh, you got to peg. You know, that's you know. interesting. Now, again, that's very niche. Most people aren't on TikTok, but it's definitely more acceptable you know there for someone to come out and you know and these were just like this it wasn't like they were sex positive like that wasn't their shtick Mm -hmm. on that wasn't their main thing right they were just whatever yesterday were they were doing a tiktok about cheese today it's yes okay um but at the same time you know there could be just some other people just jumping on board not really being uh, interested and whatever they just got it but um Culturally, it's definitely becoming more acceptable, right? Mm, so it's mm. just like it's because kink is just, and I think it's just sort of like people, as much as we hate Fifty Shades of Grey, there's a lot of people who kind of really were like, oh, okay, that was a really shitty movie that I saw. Whatever, it's not that big a deal, you know? Yes. Um, they had, um, have you seen Industry? Industry? Hmm, that's a TV series or video. I don't know. Netflix series. No, I don't know. I what, not, it's, it's one of those series is. So they have a um, a young 
woman who has no power in her work life. So it's about um, it's a no, it's actually British based. So it's about uh, people working on a trading floor, right? And there's a young woman there who is a serious pleaser, and she doesn't quite know how to find her place on the trading floor amongst all the very bro culture and all this sort of business. And there's a very interesting um, storyline for her where she has a flirtation with one of the bros and she's in complete control of how that plays out. And that is a very interesting thing because it's not any of the main storylines, it's a side story and it's awesome because she's not a female dominant in any sort of stereotypical sense. She's unsure, she's young, she's a bit nervous, but she still recognises that she has this power. And it's great. So she does this little flirtation thing with him where there's one scene where they're in a pub and he's like super cool bro dude and she grabs his hand and she puts it between her legs and makes him touch her and he's like, awesome. And then she says to him, I'm going to go in the bathroom, I'm going to take off my panties, I'm going to give them to you and I want you to go home and put them on your face and masturbate and send me proof that you did that. And he does, right? Of course he does. It's awesome. So there's these little scenes with her and him where she is this shy little thing everywhere and then she finds him and is able to exercise some power with him and it's really sweet and wonderful and they never sleep together she's just like no you don't get this <laughs> so it was so, it was kind of i watched it mainly because there was a scene where she uh jerks him off and then she says you finish yourself off and he does and then she's going now eat it like this is very explicit right for a pretty mainstream tv series right. and when she says, now eat it, he looks at her and she goes, oh, I'm so sorry, have I gone too far? And he looks at her again and he just grabs his cum off the mirror and sticks it in his mouth. So there's these, like the fact that they've slipped it into a very non you know, femdom-related mainstream series... I I love that. Like I grab at those little moments and go, okay, that is so good, right? It's like yeah, the it, billion, the billions thing, but in billions, the woman was kind of reluctant about the whole thing. She right. was doing it, but she wasn't the initiator. And it's so rare to see that this woman was the initiator. This young woman. So right. About, yeah. I forgot about billions, and yeah, that it didn't. You know, there were times when it definitely seemed like she was in the mood for it, right? Yes. Um, but 
you you really want to know a prequel like how did that come about in the relationship right yeah it felt like it was very much his thing and while she got something out of it he was just doing his own thing and right. she was along for the ride a little bit right so i still enjoyed seeing that but yeah it wasn't quite um something else i wanted to ask about is as you are a uh, moderator on which group on fetlife Submissive men and women who love them. Ah, okay. So you... it is, wait, let me say this. It is, I think, pretty sure, the largest FM group in the world. Wow. Because we've got over, I should check before I say this. I'm going to check right now because, of course, because I'm a good moderator, it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> We have 125,000 wow. members. Yeah. Um, is that metric or? <laughs> yes, it's metric. Well, yeah. So that's not as many as you think. It's, 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 still, it's, still, it's, it's still in Australian dollars. So, you know, oh, okay. in America, it's, it's still, about one and a half people. It's still good. It's still good. <laughs> um, so how, how do you, like, you've been doing that for a while. Mm-hmm. How, how on earth, like that, that seems like it would become very tiring because in my mind, I'm, 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 I imagine that there's a lot of stuff that you would just like, you're, you're like, fuck, and I just moderate, mod, you know, it'd be like a difficult place to moderate. Or is it pretty obvious that um, people aren't there to fuck around and so they better not mess with you? Or, or how does that work? Uh, there's four of us moderating, so I own that group, so the buck stops with me, but I think we have over the years, it's been going for a lot of years, I think over the years we've developed a pretty strong culture of behaviour. And what happens is every, I don't know how, how frequently, every few years we lose the plot, like as a group. Because it's a big group. And mm. even though the people who participate is really only a tiny minority of that entire number, right? right? But as a group, every few years, we just lose the plot and people get mean and they get angry and they get out of hand. So every few years we have a big, right, we're going to stop this now because it's enough. Right. And we recalibrate and, you know, we make a big announcement and say we're not going to do this anymore and we've got to pull this shit in and whatever. But for the most part, we have a very strong core of regular members who are invested in the group and invested in the culture and they post a lot and for the most part they're on board with what we're trying to do there. Which is not, we don't want to, we can't moderate for people being nice, right? That's ridiculous. And there are some groups who do that and everyone leaves in droves because being nice means you can't express your opinion. But we're very strong on um, stopping the endless back and forth internet arguments that you get everywhere, you know? Right. Where people just nitpicky, nitpicky, nitpicky. So... I think as a culture we have built a really good group that generally does okay. 
And then we have little tweaks where we do it in moderation, but if we get to a point where moderation isn't working, then we do a big announcement. So we're not doing this anymore. And most people are pretty good on board with that. The last we're not doing this anymore was a, about a month ago where I said we're not nitpicking people's word usage anymore because it shuts down any productive discussion. And newbies come in here and say they just use words wrong, right? They use phrases wrong. They call things the wrong stuff. And people get so fixated on the word usage that all productive discussion is lost. Right. So about a month ago that was one of the, okay, we're not doing this anymore. And everyone's been fantastic, right? That's good. So, yeah, I think I, I think there's a strong core of very, you know, opinionated people who have a lot to say and who are also invested. So when you when you actually get to the point where something's gotten out of hand, they're all right, okay, yeah, okay, we're fine with that and let's move on. And also it's more friendlier to newbies that way too, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. newbies just blurt stuff out, right? And they don't know yet what they don't know. So it's right. good faith. It's good faith they blurt stuff out that offends people or that people have heard a bazillion times, but that's not right. their fault. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been, I really don't, I used to, I haven't been on really on, on Fat Life for a very, very long time. And um, I mean, I, I go on like every, I don't know, once a month, it'll be a friend request or something or, or, or whatever. Um, but what I, I've, and I, I wanted to check this out and see if this was true. And it, and it still is. And I think it's just one of those things that maybe will always be with us is there's a certain type of reply guy on FetLife. Everywhere. That, uh, that um, and yeah, probably, probably the same ones on, on your Twitter timeline as well, but um, someone will post a picture or something or an update or whatever. And uh, the reply is, it's almost like a contest who can say it first. Uh, you'll have the kind of guy who says, boy, I wish that was me. <laughs> we don't get or, a lot of that. We don't get a lot of that. Well, no, yeah, right. Because, you know, if you're posting pictures, that might be a different story. Or, or it's, uh, I, I, I wish you, I wish you lived closer to insert my city name. Yes. You know, we, boy, it's, I, I sure, so, it's so weird, right? I mean, but yes, it's prolific. It's crazy. I, I, I think it's just, you know, they know, okay, I have to say something to indicate how I enjoy this or whatever. And, but of course they're, they're, <laughs> So, and I, by the way, I can just about guarantee you, I've done it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm well, sure. When you, probably, when, you were young, when you were young and clueless. Well, I was probably like on AOL or something. Right. So not last and week. I, no, no. <laughs> I would never risk my marriage uh, by doing that. <laughs> Oh my God! Imagine get out, imagine get that. out, oh pack God. your bags. Yeah, what the fuck? Who the fuck are you? Right, but it's <laughs> it's 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 something you have to you have to show your appreciation. You can't be too creepy, right? You can't be too creepy. Uh, so you're like, boy, I wish you lived closer to here so I could take you out for coffee. But you know, they're implying they're like they're not saying, oh, I wish you, you know, boy, you, wish you live closer to Clear Pond, Iowa, for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> 
It's weird. It's so weird. And I, you know, I see that response on personal ads all the time. They're like, oh, I wish I, I wish I was closer. I wish I was there. You like who? You like she would not be interested in you anyway because you sound like a jerk doing this. <laughs> but, right. But their assumption truly is, if only I was closer, you know, we would be doing this thing. Right. Right. <laughs> Which you know, for, hey, sure, hey, for sure we would live in. Listen, enjoy that world you've built for yourself in your mind, right? There's something. I mean, look, if that's a possibility, I mean, I'm in New York, right? So I mm. know when I was single, I, I had to. That's how I had to learn. Is I had to mm. come to New York and realize, no, that's not how it is, because I'm close <laughs> to a lot of those people now. And so I moved to New York, and I realized, oh no, that's that's not how it works for most. Yeah. Because when when I you know when I lived in like the sticks. Yes. I could say that. I'm like, yes. oh, the only the only thing separating <laughs> me and having sex with this person is distance, right? <laughs> That's it. That's the only yeah. barrier. Because if, yeah. if I knew, if you knew the truth, you'd just be sad and you wouldn't log on at all. You just, you know, <laughs> you're missing out on this, baby. Right. So the fact that it, if you tell yourself, hey, we're just if only we were closer, this would be happening. Your world is so much better, right? <laughs> It is it's because you're living in the little delusion that you've built. Right. And that's the best place. Well, it's the best place, right? Have you ever, have, have you done the reverse? Like, have you ever been like, you know, some submissive guy posts a personal ad or something like that. And you're like, ah, if only you lived here, you know, or, or whatever. <laughs> no, I have not. I, I'm not asking you if you've posed it. I'm wondering if you thought it. If you thought, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, I have. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because there are some like super awesome submissive men who either have a whole history of awesome comments, or they post some writing that blows my fucking mind. And even on OK Cupid, one time there was a dude in Chicago. Chicago, I think it was Chicago. And he had a an outright submissive related profile. And he came up on my radar because we were like a 99% match. And I sent him at least two emails and he never replied. <laughs> but yes, I was so totally like not actually I wasn't if only you were here. I was we can sort out this distance, come and talk to me. Right. And he was like, nah. And then I sent a second one and he came up again because he had viewed my profile and obviously was not impressed with what he saw. But anyway. I think I think I know the answer to why. He probably thought you were a scam. Oh, I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. I sent sent him a second email and said, look, 99% match. This never happens. I'd really love to talk to you. Come and talk to me. And he did not. (laughs) Again, scam. Thought you were a scam because that doesn't happen. That doesn't okay. happen usually, right? Uh, um, maybe, maybe. That's probably maybe. what it was. It was pr- probably thought you were just a scam because, look, I mean, you, other side of the world, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, foreign, well, weird, strange well, company, country. They speak a weird language. What's that? Well, maybe he just went other side of the world, not interested, right? Which is reasonable. But he maybe. could have written me a note to say that, but he right. did not. But yeah, I did feel a bit like that person going, "Hey, this is like you're awesome. You seem awesome, and 
Bashuia. <laughs> I mean, he was a submissive guy. What else is he going to do with his time? I mean, he's got so much time on his hands. If he's a single submissive guy, he's got nothing better to do. Trust me, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, he never replied, and I was very disappointed. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that. So rude. But it sounds it sounds like, um, you know, have you been doing any dating or anything during the pandemic? You've been pretty much staying away from all that. No, I I have been staying away from well because you can't meet people like when the pandemic's on. So that's, but that's not the reason. It's an excuse. Right. <laughs> so right, like right now, I could start putting myself out there again, and I did actually um, log into my old Bumble account for like twenty four hours, and I got I am not kidding you, not a single match, and I I mean. I didn't, I sort of matched with, not matched. What's it called when you right swipe on someone? Is right swipe the good one? Yes, I believe so. So bad at this, yeah. So I right swiped on a random selection of people who looked all right and I did not get a single match and then I was depressed. So. Well, it's possible again. They thought you were a scammer. Probably. No. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean, I Actually, Jeff, what, what it is, I'll tell you what it is. Do you want to know what it is? What's that? I age out of searches now. Oh, you think so? Yeah, absolutely. I know so. Oh. Hmm. Well, I mean, they're lost, clearly. But, um, oh, clearly, clearly. But I did an experiment years and years ago with um, graphs and everything on my blog about that. And as soon as I reduced my age, men my age would contact me. Well, just do that again because yeah. they're probably lying about their age too. They're probably 10 years older than you. Yeah, it could be. You know? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, uh, I, I, I have to say, so you're like, if you're on Fenton Life every single day, I, maybe I should give it another shot. I should take a look and see the discussions and all that stuff because, um, you know, that's one thing about the pandemic is you don't have that, the normal kink community without the socializing. And so. Um, are, you, are you able to socialize now? Well, I mean, I, I still have to, I still have to get my second shot yet. But community wise, like rules wise, have they got? Rules oh, there's no, it? there's no. I mean, there are like people are having, like, uh, there are some kink and sex positive parties going on, but they're pretty. That's you know, that's pretty squishy right now. You know, um, <laughs> right. Some some claim, uh, some people claim, like on on one of the dating apps or someone, someone said, hey, having a um, having a, a kink party at our place and uh, you guys seem great. We, why don't you invite you? Uh, everyone, we require everyone show that they're fully vaxxed. And I said, oh, I haven't gotten my second shot yet. And they said, well, that's okay. You can come anyway. I was like, wait a minute. You're not really being. <laughs> right. Now I can't trust you. So my, my last question has to do with your accent because I, you know, you do get a lot of compliments on your accent and a lot of people but there's, and even the course of this, uh, this conversation, you've said some things that were the way you said it in Australian was very, I was like, oh, and that made me think of something is that, you know, how some, some places, uh, they're either in their language or in their accent, they don't use certain words because it sounds weird in that word. And so they'll use a different word for it. Oh, right. So, uh, I'm curious 
how you say this word, and I'm and I'm curious because I have I think it would be very embarrassing for an Australian to say this word. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that word is avocado. Avocado. See, I think you cleaned it up because I, had, I have a feeling, like if it were just coming off, like if in conversation, like what's in that guacamole, you'd say like avocado or something or whatever it would be, and that's why I imagined Australians. <laughs> I imagined Australians had a different word for avocado. Like they call it like Irish, Irish eggs or something, you know, or, or, no, uh, we do not. We call them Cincinnati avocados. We call them avocados. Just like avocado. I thought it was going to be something like really just totally embarrassing. And That's it turned ridiculous. out. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I, I'm sure there's got to be some other word that is. We do, is, have, is we, like have, that. we do have different words. For things, but not that. Like what? Give me an example. Cilantro. We call it coriander. Okay. So there are some different words for things, but not because they're embarrassing, just because they're different words. Right. (laughs) The the only thing I find always weird is asshole, that you say asshole. Right. And ass hat. And ass in some of like asshole sounds fine, but ass hat doesn't sound right. Right. So um, there's a, a few uses of the word ass that work better than ass. So what do you call uh, what we call the toilet? Toilet. Okay. You don't oh, say we, loo. We, no, we call it the toilet. We call it like. If you're going to get really colloquial, we'd call it the dunny. Okay. I, I, thought, yeah. I, I just assumed you say like the shitter. The shitter. You know, Some people call it the shitter, but right. like you're not going to say that in polite company, right? Right, right. And okay. dunny's the same. Like you, people use dunny, but it's not normal. <laughs> so right. go to the toilet. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there are not. A lot of words that we don't use out of embarrassment. We just have different words. Well, you, w- you wouldn't know it was out of embarrassment. It would be like the first person who said it in Australia would like, oh, we're not going to do that. That would we're be a shame. <laughs> so we're, we're going to change it. You wouldn't know because it would be so normal. So part of your... oldie timey. That was an oldie timey decision. Right. Right. Okay, like the, fair enough. Like the, like it was like this, the first prisoner got off the boat. And, and, used... avocado and said, avocado, we're not using that. Hey, avocado. <laughs> avocado. We're not going to do that. <laughs> Shayla. That is we're hilarious. We're not going to use that word. That, yeah. is, that so... is actually not super terrible as an accent. Like, it's a it's a very silly Australian accent, but it's not super it, it's, terrible. It is the... It is my impression of Australians is an impression of the Monty Python Bruce's sketch Australian accent. All oh, right, yeah, no. That's I, I like. I'm not doing an uh, Australian impression. I'm doing right. a, You're doing a Monty Python impression. <laughs> I'm doing an impression of a Monty Python impression of an Australian accent, All which right. is very. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, as always, it was great to talk to you, and. Um, uh, I'm sure that you know people will be enjoying this, and because every time, every time uh, your one of your episodes come out, some I, I get some messages are like, "Hey, why not just have her on every week?" Or every episode. <laughs> I feel.
feel like we didn't talk enough about kink stuff. Okay. Well, is there anything on, in, in particular you want to? I've got nothing. Like I wish I did, <sighs> okay. but well, I that just makes it easy. when I when I just scan what we talked about, I feel like there wasn't enough kink stuff. And I, a lot about... if somebody complains about that, you tell them shut the fuck up. Well, we talked about like the more emotional aspects of kink and like mm. the, uh, you know, communication. We did a lot of that and talked mm. about. So I think, I think, you know, pretty kind of covered it. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks for that reassurance. But I know you, you, for a, a period of time, you, you were into like hyper violence stuff that you would probably never do in real life. And I, I guess, is that still mm. something that's uh, part of your mindset or is that no longer? Oh, yeah. No, that's like core fantasy stuff. But you don't, you don't ever think like, Oh, maybe I can incorporate some of this stuff or. If you're asking me, would I ever fuck someone with a sword? No, I would not. No, I'm not. Is what are you asking me? That is exactly what you're asking me. (laughs) No, I'm just saying like, like, is there a, you're like in your mind, you're like, okay, I'll just use a a nightstick instead or a baton or something. No. No, you can't substitute. Because once you have, like, some serious fucked up violent stuff in your head, if you water it down, it's not that anymore, right? Then it's just playing. It's not the same. Because for you, it's got to be, like, a real sword. I'm sure there's someone listening who totally, they're like, hey, look, what a hell of a way to go out. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like I know you were going to try to finish this conversation. No, but no. We, we were having a chat on... Um, a few dominants were having a chat on Twitter the other day about fantasies and about the fear that they kind of create in you, that you have conflict about your fantasies. And I I have, like, come, I have reconciled myself with how my head works a long time ago. And I did spend quite a bit of time trying to change those fantasies because I found them quite disturbing and I didn't like that they were in there. But they're in there and I'm okay with it now. But the interesting thing was that when we were talking about it and I was saying, yeah, you know, I struggled quite a bit with that because of the terribleness of them and you have this thought of how, where does that even come from? Like why do I have this terribleness in my head? And someone else, which is very interesting because you all deal with very different things, someone else said that her fear of her fantasies was that they were doable, very easily doable, and they were about violating consent and about um, ignoring pain and about pushing too far, which is all actually very doable. And it was very interesting to me that the fear was similar, but the circumstances were very different. Right. And I, and hers was actually a more real fear, I think. Mine's not. Mine's just, oh, my head is terrible. But hers is, this is something I get off on and could actually do very easily with someone. Right. And that it sounds was like very- yours. Yours would require a lot of like you have. You would have time to talk yourself out of it by you know going to the sword store or something. You know, <laughs> you. It, but also, you, I'm, a basic, to- I'm basically a good human being, right? And right. I would have to be ready to go to jail and murder somebody, and I'm not. 
Whereas yeah, she, right. at worst... Not in that order, but yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but she, at worst, would be abusive in a relationship with someone that she loved, which she does not want to be. Right. But she's not going to, like, ser- like, seriously harm someone in her fantasies. It's not that she wants to do terrible things to them. She just wants to do what she wants to do without consideration for them, which obviously can lead to some terrible things. But the actual substance of it was not, I want to do terrible things. Right. And yeah, I, think, no, yeah, I think that fear is interesting. Uh, it's interesting because, you know, there is there, there really isn't a total um, – opposite side on the submissive side of things right it's not like sub because sub, subs can say like oh i would totally agree to this thing but the fact that is is if they have some really violent thing there's probably not someone who wants to do that to them anyway right or, not or maybe no. right and so or or maybe there is but you know and maybe that's the thing that scares them but it's not like uh you can just will a thing to happen on you know to you as a submissive right no and I think, like, one of the really popular ones with men is castration. And some of them seem very serious about this, like, really. And, of course, they're not serious about it. And then you strike someone who posts pictures because they have been castrated and you go, okay, well, maybe some people are serious. <laughs> right. right, right. <laughs> and, and you can tell because there'll be that one guy who replies and says, I wish that were me. <laughs> if only I was closer. Right. <laughs> Okay, I'm done now. <laughs> this is so good. It was so good talking to you. I love talking to you always, X. Delight. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, we'll have the links to all the places, Dom Chronicles, your your Patreon, I'm sure your audiobook, which will be up uh, on Audible as well once that's done, you know, whatever, a year from now or something. So, <laughs> yes. But, but people get a preview of the audiobook by joining your Patreon. But, that's exactly um, right. They get snippets week by week. That's pretty good. Uh, highlight of everyone's a week Ferns thank you as always thank you Axe greatly appreciate your time and it was a delight 